I'm Josh Boaz. I'm Matt Zucker. There are a lot of podcasts featuring top executives. But what about the next wave of leadership? The makers and the doers. The ones we're all going to work for. We wanted to meet them. Find out their story, how they got to where they are, and what they see coming for everyone. This is a spotlight on those on the way up. This is Rising. Joining us on Rising today is a good friend of mine, Jim Spare. Jim has spent his career leading the growth of disruptive technology businesses in immersive media and entertainment. He currently serves as president and COO of Echo, a media and technology company, pioneering a new medium in which stories are told in live action video and are shaped by viewers as they unfold. Previously, he led Canesta, inventor of a 3D sensing technology that enables machines to see, and as CEO, helped the company sell to Microsoft for Xbox One. He currently serves on the board of Walmart Echo Interactive Ventures, a joint venture between Walmart and Echo, and several other boards as well. Jim has an MBA from Dartmouth and a BS in electrical engineering from NC State. Welcome, Jim. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Great to be here. Uh, so, so, Jim, maybe you can start off by just telling our guests uh, a little bit about yourself and maybe just through, you know, take us through your career trajectory. Uh, sure. Uh, I've spent my career growing uh, technology businesses within media and entertainment uh, broadly. And um, I'm really drawn to being able to be a trailblazer and do things um, for the first time. Uh, so originally an electrical engineer um, and uh, uh, went back to business school uh, because I knew that I, I wanted to apply my love of technology to growing technology businesses. And so uh, one of the first jobs that I had was at a company called General Instrument, um, very large, diversified electronics company that happened to be the largest manufacturer of set-top boxes. And this is back in uh, uh, the early days uh, of the internet uh, when, when Al Gore had uh, invented the information superhighway. And uh, we had a concept for a new kind of television appliance that uh, would enable you to uh, run software applications on your television and uh, access interactive services through the TV. And I was really excited about uh, that business because it represented an opportunity to bring information services to a mass market. Um, and so at that company, I had an opportunity to take this idea from a concept to a $250 million business in consumer electronics over a period of four years. It's just an awesome general management uh, experience in which I got the schooling of hard knocks and making a lot of hard decisions that you need to make and prioritizing and uh, making trade-offs and growing a, a business of that scale. Do you feel that, you know, that was it those raw skills that were more valuable or the business school skills? You know, would, if you went back in time to talk to yourself, like which would you have done anything differently? I, I think the raw skills were more important to doing a good job. I think the business school education gave me a lot of confidence and probably overconfidence <laughs> in being able to excel and exceed uh, in that position. Um, you know, one of the cool things about you know many business schools today is you get to do these cases where they put you in the position. Well, you're the CEO of this Fortune, you know, fifty company. What would you do in these situations? And so, you develop a perspective um, through the case study method that enables you to gain confidence in dealing with big, complicated uh, uh, challenges and making impactful decisions. Right. So after General Instrument. You were, you were set to retire. You, you, you made your mark, and what, what came next? Yeah, so I had you know I made my mark in 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 building a business inside of a larger company, and at the time the industry was very uh, attached to proprietary technologies, and this is right when the internet is exploding, and so I wanted to move out to Silicon Valley and get closer to the internet, and joined a company called Web TV, uh, which was the first company that brought true internet 
uh, browsing an email to the television. And uh, that was an, an awesome opportunity to really get uh, in, ingrained in Silicon Valley culture and, and think big. Uh, and I think that opportunity more than anything taught me to be bold and bodacious and, and really showed me how to both think big and, and implement big ideas. Uh, the company had gotten acquired by Microsoft. And at the time, Microsoft was making very, very big bets um, in broadband. And uh, as one of the people who had experience in broadband communications, I was able to take a leadership role in uh, forming uh, very, very big partnerships at the time, uh, billions of dollars in, of investment in companies like AT&T in North America, Rogers Communications in Canada, and ultimately uh, deliver and deploy uh, software that enabled consumers to access the internet through their televisions. You're making success sound really easy. What was hard? Um, I think it's always hard to get people to do new and different things, um, whether it's consumers who are uh, uh, introduced to a new behavior. Um, uh, particularly, you know, in en masse, it's, it's very difficult to change, you know, human behavior. And I think getting people in large companies to think different, um, to adopt new technologies, to adopt even new ideas or ways of doing things is always uh, a challenge. And I think the first thing that it requires is, you know, bold thinking. Um, I think the next thing it requires is really painting a vision for what is on the other side of, of change um, so that you uh, develop a, a a penchant or a desire that, oh my gosh, like if I change in that way, it's it's going to be good for me, maybe personally in my career, or it's going to be good for me because as a consumer, I would love the, to be able to do these things. And so I think really, you know, thinking big, communicating that vision, um, and then really working collaborative, collaboratively with the people that you need to make that vision come to be, uh, because it's, it's always uh, a team in, in my experience, that it makes things happen, uh, you know, more so than an individual. Can you tell us a bit about what you're working on at Echo? What the, you know, what what the what the big bold, you know, bodacious bet is you're <laughs> you're making? Yeah, um, you know, at, at Echo we see a huge opportunity in the evolution of storytelling. Um, and today, um, every uh, digital service um, uh, is based on personalization and choice. You know, I can choose what's in my newsfeed. I can choose what applications I use on my phone. I can choose the path that I want to take through um, a, a web experience. Um, and that's true with every form of, of media except for video. Um, you know, for the most part, video plays out like it's bro broadcast uh, uh, ancestor, even digitally. Um, and it looks much as the same it's been for decades. Um, we think that that is something that is going to change, and and that's uh, uh, the evolution that we're leading at Echo. Um, so we have created a software platform that enables creators to make choice-driven entertainment that enables consumers to participate in the story, um, to be able to use their choices to affect the way a story is told or to affect the outcome. And for an audience who loves experiences more than material things, uh, this is an ideal form of entertainment. And for for you, what is your, because you're probably still growing as a person, learning new things, you know, the whole, what what is your, what do you find your role in all of this will, will be? What's your, yeah. what's your ahead? Yeah. You know, fundamentally, my role is growing the business. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what gets me really excited is taking new technologies and applying them to growing businesses. 
I think one of the new things here in my experience at Echo is the degree to which a creative element is required for a successful outcome. Um, creativity has been a part of all of my uh, professional life, but here, when we're evolving something as fundamental as storytelling, uh, there's a creative element that is necessary for success. It is not just technology enabled. And so being able to uh, you know, harness, focus, and leverage uh, the creativity that exists in our field uh, to result in experiences and entertainment that consumers love and a growing business is one of the things that's really exciting and thrilling about my current role. Any In your current role and in, in your current uh, industry, any trends you're keeping an eye on? Yeah, there, there's really kind of three areas. Um, we look at trends in entertainment, advertising, and uh, commerce. And uh, you know, to start with entertainment, of course, there are these big mergers going on uh, with the access to over-the-top services and uh, uh, technologies that enable content producers to have a direct relationship with consumers. And so, you know, we're seeing huge sums of money being spent to uh, attach distribution businesses with content creation businesses and the pl pl proliferation of over-the-top services. And um, while that uh, proliferation of services is happening at the same time as consolidation of these larger companies, uh, we you know, are constantly being asked what happens next. And we think that right now there's a big evolution in the distribution of entertainment, and the next thing will be an evolution in the medium itself. And that's the area where we participate, mm -hmm. and we're really excited to lead. Um, secondly, in, in advertising, we see that there is a tremendous race to the bottom. Um, and so the trend that we're following is the trend in the quality of advertising. Um, you know, we see, uh, of course, you know, fake news, which is written about every day. Um, we see, you know, declining prices for advertising um, because of the fraud that is so rampant. And we see that there is going to be uh, a huge opportunity for a correction coming up, almost like the subprime market, where we're going to have an intervention through uh, government regulation or consumer backlash against the big platforms. And that's going to lead to a flock to quality. Um, and we're going to see that brands are more willing than ever to pay for the ability to associate with quality content and to deliver experiences that consumers feel are additive uh, to their experience as opposed to a penalty you have to endure. Um, until you get to the content that you came from. And so we're working really, really hard to create opportunities for brands to participate uh, with our engaged audiences through entertainment and brand messaging that is delivered organically. Um, and then lastly, uh, we look at what's going on in e-commerce um, you know, with our big partnership uh, with Walmart, um, an incredible uh, commercial partner. We see there's a tremendous evolution going on in uh, commerce, um, where uh, retailers are looking to deliver experiences to consumers that go beyond, uh, you know, whether it's digitally a flat web page with uh, 2D images, um, uh, or uh, if it's in uh, a physical environment, a, uh, a traditional environment with with uh, shelves and then products on the shelves. And, you know, we're starting to see amazing innovation with things like Galaxy's Edge, uh, you know, that uh, uh, Disney has launched in, in Disneyland or even here in New York, Camp, uh, the mm -hmm. experiential uh, uh, shopping uh, uh, set of stores. And so uh, we also are seeing great innovation happening online with uh, 
the major platforms partnering with commerce uh, partners as well to sell things directly through social. And so that's a trend that we're looking uh, at as well because there's tons of opportunities in leveraging choice-driven entertainment to revolutionize the shopping experience. And, and now it's time for thank you notes. It's a chance for um, us to say thank you to someone that opened up a door for us in our career. Um, maybe you could tell us who, who would you want to send a thank you note to? Yeah, I'd like to send a thank you note to Alan Tigason. Um, Alan was a board member uh, in a company that I ultimately led called Canesta. We had invented a sensing technology that enables machines to see. And uh, I was uh, head of sales and marketing at the time. And uh, the company made the decision to elevate me to be the CEO. And that was a first time CEO experience for me. And Alan, as a board member, uh, believed in me, um, supported my transition, and then supported me as I dealt with all of the butterflies that come with being a first time CEO in a venture-funded company that had really big expectations. And so I have to say, thank you, Alan. Thank you, Alan. Now it's time for our our top picks. Uh, So Matt, would you like to start us off? So one of my team members um, showed us um, Bycott, B-U-Y-C-O-T-T. It's a shopping app. And what it lets you do is you're about to buy something in the store. You hold it up to the scanner and you can find out if that company is morally aligned with your values. Wow. And you can find out the history and what else <laughs> they make. It's really fascinating. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to try, but I downloaded it. So I'm going to probably try it out. But I'm kind of terrified to find out that everything I buy is wrong. <laughs> um, so mine is a, a home automation technology. So this is, is kind of nerdy, but it's, uh, it's called Fin, uh, P-H-Y-N. And you install it on your, your home's like water pipes. And it basically gives you all kinds of uh, analysis of your family's water usage, alerts you if there's any issues, you can uh, sh- automatically shut, shut the water system down. Uh, and it's just, it's probably too much information that you need, but it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, just getting all that data and seeing how, what's the interesting part to me is it's how much water you use. It's like hundreds and hundreds of gallons a day. Wow. Those must be nice showers. <laughs> well, <laughs> I take long showers. <laughs> um, Mine's a book uh, called Creativity, Inc. Um, it was uh, written by Ed Catmull, who is uh, president of Pixar. Um, and it's a great story about the growth of Pixar. And it also has a tremendous amount of lessons in uh, uh, management, in leveraging creativity to build a business, and uh, uh, managing through all kinds of obstacles and challenges and insurmountable um, walls that uh, uh, face Pixar through their uh, path to uh, what now is a tremendous success. So it's really inspiring. Cool. Great. Cool picks. All right. Well, I want to thank um, uh, our guests for, for joining us and for taking the time. And uh, uh, maybe, Jim, maybe you can tell uh, our listeners where they can find you. Yeah, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Jim Spare. Uh, also, uh, the same place on LinkedIn, Jim Spare. And uh, be sure to check out the Echo app um, to follow all of the latest choice-driven entertainment available on iOS, Android, and the web at helloecho.com. Great. And that's E-K-O. That is correct. Thanks so much, Jim. All thanks. right. Thanks, Matt. And thanks, Josh. Our theme music was created for us by Movers and Shakers, a really cool creative studio who use original music and dance to bring brands to life. It's such a fresh approach to telling a brand story, and their work really engages emotionally with consumers. In fact, they recently won a Webby. You can watch their videos for Match.com, Little Tykes, and others on their website, MoversShakers.co.